Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. It's been too long, PJ. I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk about the round one of the NBA playoffs. Uh, yeah, one of us was uh, one of us doing some hard journalism, journalism work since we last recorded, while the other one of us was quote-unquote stranded in the Bahamas. Yeah, so I would have liked to have done another episode a while ago, and uh, so we're, we're, we're taping this on uh may 1st so the Cavs and raptors game uh is currently in the second quarter right now of game one of that series and uh would have liked to have recorded a podcast half a week ago or so but unfortunately my flight uh and it was you from united so you know take it uh for what it so is not exactly the best time than you thought it, was it dragged crazy. on longer than i thought but an unexpected dragon. Back in the states, back uh, in Minneapolis, it was it snowed today, so you know, mm, kinky. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's uh, I uh, the last uh, you know why why have sunshine when you can just live in the snow your whole life? You know, it's great. But uh, enough about that. Who cares about the weather? The playoffs are in full swing. Let's talk about round one. And let's start with the in the West because I know the East is going to take a little while because I know we've got two squads over on that side of the country that uh, you've got a bit of a stake in. So let's hammer through big the West stakes, quick. Big stakes. So the Thunder and Rocket series, which a lot of people were hyping up as the series to watch, uh, ended in five games, which. I can't remember if you and I predicted that to go five or six, but both of us kind of saw the Rockets, saw the Rockets winning that one. But I mean, I I went in that series thinking PJ that the supporting cast for Russ and Harden were not that far apart, and after that series is over, I feel the opposite. Uh, yeah, I, I would say I felt like I knew what the kind of the cast of the Rockets were, um, but I was kind of waiting just for Russ to be this force and like kind of just will the rest of that team to kind of be a better unit and, um, that didn't occur at all, um, and they really did, yeah, look inferior in every which way. It was uh, pretty much impossible for them to take Russell out of the game. And you saw it like in that last the elimination game where he played damn near the entire game. Uh, and that, that was pretty wild to just see like that they needed it that bad and that there wasn't. Because I don't know, I just like, I, I figured that at some point there was going to be Either it was Robertson just would hit some, like, have just, like, a quirky game where he'd hit five or six threes for no reason. And then, you know, Old Depot was really the one that um, I think a lot of people were looking to as, like, is it's going to be the series? Is going to be his chance to break out um, and, and kind of assert himself as a, a solid number two to Russ? But he's uh, definitely fallen short of that so far. Um at least this first season right and 
I don't know. I, I mean, I don't want to dwell on this too much because there's going to be a lot of talk in this offseason of what the Thunder are going to do. But, uh, you know, if you and I have both been really clear on if we had an MVP vote, yours would probably be going to Russ and mine would be James Harden. And it's hard to say too much about James Harden because he didn't have a great series. He was banged up. And Russ showed the same flashes of brilliance at times in this series, even though they lost in five games that he showed in the regular season, it just seemed as though his trust, the trust that he had in his teammates faltered from game to game as they continued to lose. And I mean, at one point in the series, I think he took 18 shots in the fourth quarter. I mean, uh, usually to Russ's credit, not only can the guy score from pretty much anywhere and his three point shooting is better this year. I mean, he's not, uh, he's not great from out there. He's not shooting forty plus percent, but thirty five percent's all right, and he'll keep you honest. And which sets up so many other parts about his game. And uh, he just really forced the three ball in this series, and wasn't looking to make the extra pass and kicking it out for three open threes to his teammates. Which also to his defense, though. No one's really making plays, and it's gonna be a lot of talk about Stephen Adams and if that extension is really uh, is really worth it, given how he played the season. And while I like what he does for that team, the numbers he puts up are not exactly jumping off the page. So, uh, gonna be an interesting team to follow, and uh, I, I wish this would have been a better better series, but by no means was it surprising that the Rockets ended up pulling it out. Just a better yeah, Lou, I mean, Will, yeah, Lou Williams, we, Aaron Gordon, I mean, really, really I, the difference. Yeah, and I think when we, as we get into all these um, series, for the most part, I, I mean, it's for me at least. I think the end results for all of them are about what we expected, but it was just um, what I was really happy about with this first round is just kind of the way we got there. Wasn't necessarily for any of these I, I think a lot of these series surprised me about how entertaining they were and then some of them like like this one I, I think would would be one that I uh was pretty hyped up about and it, it did kind of fall fall short of expectations in some ways but um like yeah what where we're sitting at now after the the first round's complete I don't think anyone is surprised by anything but certainly the game to game situations and, and moments within it it's, was super entertaining it was awesome like overall like one of the best first rounds I, I can remember in a while it, it was and um, you know I don't let's hit on the Trailblazers Golden State series real quick so that that series ends up going 4-0 and I do you think anything changes not from like who wins the series but do you think that the Blazers maybe pick up a game or two if Nurk plays, or do you think this was just a mismatch from the beginning? Uh, I think Nurk could have helped, um, but yeah, you would have maybe they could have gotten a game if like Nurk had really imposed his will, because um, we've seen big men have a, a impact on, on Warriors games and be able to win, but uh, that is their kryptonite. But no, I, I still so it was yeah pretty clear from Jump Street there that. It was going to be a sweep. Right. And we should mention that, yeah, it's a bummer that Steve Kerr is battling some more health issues and uh, hopefully he can make his way back on the floor. Uh, I feel like he's, I mean, you're a Bulls fan. You've know and have probably watched more Steve, 
more Steve Kerr highlights than I ever have, but uh, you know, it just sucks. Like that's a bummer, and well, you know, yes, just, you're just in excruciating pain. Like I mean, he's just like in numbing. Like that just sounds awful. Yeah, it, like it's, everything he said about that surgery too. It's like he wouldn't recommend anyone get a back surgery. Like yeah, just like he's had the worst luck of anyone too with that procedure. Yeah, um, but shout out sucks. to Steve Kerr. Hopefully he can can uh get better and at least you know it'd be awesome if he even if he can gut it out and make his way back i'm assuming they're gonna make it to the finals uh they'd be my pick out of the west anyway and hopefully he's back for it but uh i want to end with the clip so let's talk briefly about spurs memphis uh, you know this is this was the a serious treat of the play i really did not think memphis was gonna win more than a game if they were lucky and they pushed to six and even game six was tough spurs really had to get a few buckets from Kawhi down the stretch to get a bit big enough lead to close things out. But uh fun yeah. series. Like this I uh, got to give a lot of credit to uh, Marcus Gasol and Mike Conley for carrying the Grizzlies and making things interesting. Yeah. I mean, I kind of lightly watched between the, the first two games uh, of this series, but then it was, uh, Shout out! I think David Fisdale should get uh, a little bit of a kickback from the NBA and some of this the money for. Uh, all you gotta do is drop one respect the data, and I um, take that for data. I mean, and uh, I was hooked. I was like, all right, this is like gonna be a good series now. They're definitely like the Memphis is definitely gonna win Game Three, and like it's on. And like, shout out to that dude for one of the best sound bites ever. Um, with his little rant, like just so well done, really well articulated, <laughs> like it was awesome. But yeah, this this one was like the, I think before the playoffs, I was looking forward to the least. I was like, man, maybe I'll watch the elimination game or like if I see on Twitter Ky- Kawhi's doing some dope stuff. And I did do that for that those parts, but then it was just like an actual good basketball, like compelling. Um, and yeah, there was all the Kawhi stuff, but I mean, yeah, the Grizz showed up. They battled. Um, it was it was definitely fun. Like definitely for me, the surprise treat of the the whole playoffs. Well, Game Four was one of the best basketball games yeah. this season. I mean, yeah. with uh, the way. Well, first of all, I'm mad. I I had to watch that one like the next morning. But uh, yeah, and I I had to watch that later too because of well, I would have been, uh, been yeah. That was that unfortunately. I, I, if I had a dollar for every minute that I spent trying to stream TNT while I was overseas, I would be a rich man. You could but, have bought a private plane to get back sooner, which would have been nice. But uh, before we get to the Grizzlies in that game, just the way that Kawhi hit every shot when the Spurs needed it at the end of the fourth quarter I mean, a couple big threes, mid range isolation jump shot to to put them up two, and then Conley ends up tying it with, I don't even think there was a second left or a few seconds left. And then uh, Gasol hits a big shot almost, you know, as time expires in OT. And it was just an awesome series. And it's going to be the Grizzlies and a lot of these Western Conference teams ended up getting bounced are just going to be, have no cap room after extensions kick in or they have to extend guys this offseason 
for example, Memphis has very little as it is, and they have Jamichael Green that they need to figure out. They have uh, they have uh, Zach Randolph that that's becoming a free agent. I mean, they've uh, they've got some interesting choices to make, and then yeah, while but- Portland's young, then you have the Thunder and the next team we're going to talk about, uh, the Clips, which. Uh, you know that's the big news today. After them getting beat by the Jazz yesterday, that what you know what are they going to do with Blake Griffin and uh, Chris Paul? Uh, and that's going to be talked about a lot. So I don't want to touch around it too much today. But what were you going to say though about Memphis, PJ? Well, I was just going to say like um, I think uh, I think the whole Memphis thing is like I mean I think they knew what they were doing kind of when they constructed that team and. I think a lot of their hopes were that, yeah, they'd be able to uh, have a competitive team. I don't necessarily know if they're trying to go for championships at this point. Um, but, yeah, that Chandler Parsons contract isn't going to be doing anyone any Well, favors. see, and that is what makes me think that they are going for championships is because Memphis, while it's not a huge market, they've been consistently uh, middle of the pack team in the western conference and middle of the pack like middle of the pack in the and you know they're always four or five seed bottom seed in the western conference and they've had some big upsets they're a very you know a popular team a team to root for in a small market that's capable of doing some things and uh you know they're going the luxury tax by saying signing Chandler parsons and they knew that and still they yeah. signed the guy and now they're I think I think that they looked at re-signing Conley for what he re-signed for, and then re-signing or not re-signing, signing um, Parsons for that huge deal. As you know, this is our gamble to try to put together a team that can contend in the West. And as for, I don't really like Chandler Parsons as a person. Uh, he's done some very questionable stuff in social media that just makes me think that the dude's probably an asshole. But. I still like. I feel bad for the guy that his legacy is going to be remembered for all of the injuries he's had and not what's capable on the floor unless something changes. Which I hope that he can at least put a good season together in in Memphis because it would be good to it would be fun to see Marcus and uh, Conley play with a really good supporting cast and just see what they can do in the playoffs. Like if they have a healthy Chandler Parsons in this series, do you think it could go seven? I think so. No. No, it almost PJ. It almost went. It almost went seven without him. Yeah, Ball bounces but, a few different ways in uh, Game Six. I think I don't really think as highly of Chandler Parsons. I don't. I like. I think he would have just been kind of more of. I mean, Vince Carter was the a huge fat. I mean, that's the that was the thing I was probably most impressed with outside of Kawhi. Um, and you know, take that for data. Those were the two big headlines, but uh, Vince Carter like guarding Kawhi and like score being a scoring option and being freaking timeless, like age an ageless wonder, uh, being forty years old and what he was able to do in that was uh, pretty impressive to to watch. Um, I yeah, not very won't be seeing me at any of the uh, Chandler Parsons fan club meetings. Uh, well, I'm not saying I, I'm. I don't, but like yeah, I just I've never seen him like as an impact. I think yeah, he would have gotten points, but like would he have made like had impactful minutes at any point in this series? I'm not sure if that's. 
I'd have to see it to believe it. That's fair, based off how the last two seasons ago. But yeah. real quick, let's talk about uh, the clips. So I watched uh, all of Game 6 <clears throat> and Game 7 and really thought the Jazz were going to close out in Game 6. And then when I went 7, I was thinking the Clips had it in the bag. Uh, you know, Winning Game 7 on the road, just not an easy thing to do in the NBA, especially with a team that's not very playoff experience where the Clips have played a lot of in uh, a lot of series together and sure and to my uh, shock yesterday the clips just get their ass handed to them by the jazz I mean it was it was an ugly game the clips yeah. clippers could not get anything going on offense if nope. uh, Jamal Crawford wasn't hitting something in transition or DeAndre Jordan wasn't going to the line or getting an easy dunk they just couldn't score and on the Jazz, even without Gobert, I think he played something like 14 minutes. And really, you know, these were two minutes here, three minutes there, just in foul trouble the whole game. Just couldn't, uh, you know, they were just too much, too deep. Like, they've got a lot of guys that can just do a lot of things with their team, whether it be, uh, you know, just so many wing players that are good 3 and D guys that make them a tough team to guard. And they're going to, I don't see them winning more than a game against Golden State. Golden State just is... I think they have guys that can they can they can throw at Gordon Hayward and he's gonna have a tough time scoring, and then they have so many guys that can that I, uh, don't that no one for the Jazz can really match up well against. But uh, you know, kudos to the Jazz, and it's sad. I hope the Clippers break it up because the brand of basketball they played yesterday was just tough to watch. Yeah, that was kind of. Uh... Uh, just had a lot of the uh, undertones that this thing probably shouldn't be brought back. Like, we shouldn't run this thing back, I think. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I would... Uh, once Blake was out, it was kind of like, yeah, this is happening again. Like, this happened again. Like, he's done for the playoffs. Uh, we're now, once again, not, like, going full string. Um, and, that yeah, it sucks. Uh, but, yeah, the Jazz have played well. Shout out to fourth quarter Joe for some big moments in the series. ISO Joe. ISO Joe. I like to call him fourth quarter Joe. But yeah, ISO Joe, you can say as well. Both applicable nicknames. Uh, and, um, yeah, uh, other thing I just take away from yesterday's game is I just kind of realized how uh, really dope Gordon Hayward's haircut is. <laughs> Really? It's it's it blows my mind how it doesn't move. I will give him. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, it's it's weird. It's I like I I like yesterday. I saw. I was like, hmm. I wonder if I could pull that off. I was like, I don't know. Like I was was like really impressed with this haircut. I don't know. Like it was like after the post game interview. It's like that Gordon Hayward's got quite the quite the head of hair on him now. Well, I will warn you that. That particular type of haircut has a bit of a political association that I think you may want to yeah, s- steer I know. clear from. Uh, uh, I so I, I would be careful there. Uh, not to I say know. that I think Gordon Hayward is, is a neonat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. That was where I was. I was trying not to throw that out there. Well, but this isn't the. This is not that kind of pod, everyone. Don't worry, we're gonna stick to NBA. But anyway, I like. Yes, it is uh, good for Gordon Hayward. Um, He's trying to give it a good stigma. He's trying to fight the stigma. I'll help him. 
Well, I hope he can come to Minneapolis and fight that stigma. Even though I'd say I would say point one percent chance he would come to. Like, why would you leave Utah on a five-year deal to come to the T Wolves? But it's a pipe dream, and I'm going to hold on to it. But let's uh, let's hop to the Eastern Conference and recap this quick because we are uh, not surprisingly enjoying talking about Round One because it was so good. But in the East, uh, unfortunately, your Bulls, after starting off real hot against the Celtics, ended up falling in six games after being up 2-0. And uh, who didn't play uh, the last four games of that series, PJ? Uh, the best point guard in the Eastern Conference, Rajon Rondo. Yeah, so... MVP of the team, I guess. Does not feel like it was that long ago. It wasn't. That y- that you and I <laughs> were on this months. pod talking extensively about how Rajon Rondo would likely not be on the team, and that the end of the year, how D Wade, D Wade, and Jimmy uh, calling the team out, and Rondo the, then responding by calling them both out as uh, being the vets on the team. Yeah. They should never and do something wanted. like that. Rondo and won that argument. the Bulls get a favorable schedule towards the end of the year, finish above 500, get the eight seed, and they're clicking on all cylinders going against the Celtics. And I had a feeling Look that they would make that a tough series. So my question is, who wins this series if Rondo's healthy the whole series? I think the Bulls would have. I, I think I mean, the Bulls would have won too. I mean, I, I honestly it was do. Go six. I mean, like it went exactly. Like, I mean that series is the quintessential of what I said at the beginning of this is like the results are what I expected, but like how we got there was completely different than what I thought it was gonna be. Like I thought the Bulls were gonna win two games. Oh, they were gonna win one in Boston, win one in uh back in Chicago. But I thought it was gonna be the Jimmy Butler show through and through. My plan was Jimmy Butler was just gonna prove he was the best player. Which I thought it was all along the best player in the series, and just basically dangle his his goods out there for Danny Ainge to salivate over and give me lots of awesome picks and stuff, and we go on from there. Um, but yeah, it didn't happen that way. And Rondo was the impact, um, and how he had that offense moving and just them playing in Boston was incredible. Um, I was literally just screaming like what how is this team like where how what team do they get to put bulls uniforms on because it wasn't the same team that i saw play in the regular season like they were just doing things that they hadn't done all year um and they put together like two incredible playoff games and then yeah he fractures his thumb um he had already been dealing with the wrist injury on the same hand so uh and just like that, the minute that happened, I was like, "Okay, this is not good. like, it's over." I, I, yeah. I mean, I, 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 what I wish I had done at that point was to try to bet the Celtics to win the series, because um, I was like, after the, I was hopeful game three, like, all right, maybe Jimmy will do something here. Um, and I was so in the, the bastard Bulls, they got me just excited enough to be like all in on this series and like. I mean, still, I wasn't looking at this as any, like, ultimatum on the long-term outlook. Like, I, I knew I was just going to live in the moment of this series and let it be its own thing. And then, you know, 
kind of be a break from reality of all the other shit that is around this franchise. But, um, yeah, after game three, I knew it was uh, done so, and we were not going to be... It, the only hope was, like, Rondo coming back then. So then it was just a constant game of, like, is Rondo going to come back? And at first it was, like, no chance. And then they started towing around the game five. He practiced before game five. And then, like, same thing with game six, and it just never happened. Um, but, man, I have to, I have to, like, I'm so done with Michael Carter-Williams and uh, don't want to ever see Cameron Payne's bum ass. But, I mean, it, MCW was so bad so, in the series. So yeah, fucking bad. He was he bad, was, but I mean, why so was, was Jerry? Jerry Grant was, like, that was his moment to kind of solidify something. The fact they had a... Isaiah Cannon was wearing a suit, and then, like, he was starting game four and five. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's so well, Why was Cameron... Why tr- you traded for nah, Payne? We're yeah, we're not... This isn't the pod to do that part. That part. That's... <laughs> okay. This is not the can... episode. Uh, I got... Yeah, I, I mean, we kind of talked about it when the... Not enough down, time. But not enough time to really get into all the problems with all of that. Um, that dude's a bum. Well, let's let's move on to the next topic that we might not have enough time to cover, but we're going to cover it anyway, and that's the Milwaukee Bucks. And I know how you, that you love the way they played this series, uh, especially the way they came back in Game Six and almost won. You also went to one of these games. You went, to, went game to Game Four. four. I went to, I was at uh, Game Four, correct? So boots on the I've, ground. Like I said, the one one half of this podcast was doing real journalism journalistic work uh, while the other was sitting on a beach yeah based off of what uh based off of how what you told me what happened at that game i'm it doesn't sound like you were doing a ton of work I was, but i was what working. uh what what was the atmosphere like it was super cool um it got me i'm drunk on the bucks fever now i mean i'm drunk on the bucks and i'm just obsessed with everything Giannis more than I was like I evolved in my Bucks love like it went from a maybe a six and a half maybe seven we were at a seven to like a 12 we're off the charts in love with the Bucks um but no it was super cool um packed both games uh I, I went to game four uh super fun vibe the entire time like people were out around the stadium people were just living it up uh really a cool cool atmosphere it'll be fun when they're in their new stadium too here soon um to see kind of what how that matures and stuff but um yeah like, there's like a we lot got of confidence a, too like we've got a we've got a you have a few friends and i have we definitely have at least yeah. one, a couple mutual friends in milwaukee and next year it's a must, uh, a must to check out the new arena Dude, and go to a game. Yeah, I mean, but like just the, the confidence and stuff, and just like the excitement around that whole thing, was like pretty special. Um, it was like definitely gonna be, I think, a moment where it's like when we look back. Um, well, I guess I mean, just yeah, overall. I mean, if I got into the nitty gritty of like what Game Six meant, it was like. I'm going to take it and make it into this big, grand statement. Like, one, I think the Bucks are going to win a championship before I turn 30. 
And when they do, I think that game six will be the kind of the origin story, the the pre, yeah, whatever you want to, the, what was it, be the prelogue of, of the Bucks championship story. That's going to be the kind of origin of it. They just play that game where they literally had, the lineup was Giannis, uh, Jason the Ageless, another Ageless Wonder, uh, Jason Terry, Deli, Thon, and Chris Middleton. Or not, not Thon, uh, Greg Monroe. That five, they just literally rode for like eight minutes, the last eight minutes of the game. And like a crazy, just like couple series where they literally, the Raptors couldn't get the ball over half court and like turning over and like Giannis would get fouled. Um, Giannis played 40. Fought 46 minutes in that game, had like no legs at points. Um, like you could just see them tired, but they were just like so determined not to just give up, and they were gonna fight till the very last second of that game. Uh, couple with it being so it was the Thursday night, so the NFL draft was on. So I was literally had all the sports emotions. I was freaking out and pissed and cussing at my TV about the Bears, and then I watching the Bucks game and I'm just like being brought to tears just because they're like they just they weren't gonna sh- they were not giving up in that game like they were gonna do everything to the last minute um it was super inspiring and then uh Tony Tony Snell's bum ass had to do that little turnover at the end so when the Bucks win I do not think Tony Snell will be on the team otherwise fuck fuck my life that they'll have won that Tony Snell Michael Carter Williams trade um <laughs> I know, yeah um well I think so I cool. still I think they won it either way but there were it's like it's it's one of those things that when you look back at it it's like that's the last that's I think that's gonna be the last time they lose in the first round in a little bit like this I think this thing's ready to to take off like using you get your bar healthy figure out with him but like yeah, very they, much so reminded me of like first round warriors a little bit like that same vibe where you're like oh shit like this this team can play like they're not like they're in it for they're not here just you know happy to be in the playoffs like they're they've got bigger their mindset on bigger and better goals so real quick and then we should move on but what's uh, a few things I want to talk to you, ask you about seeing them in person. One was, what were your thoughts on seeing Thon McCurr play in person? Thon? Because, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, so he... My, so, so I've, I've, there's been a lot of talk about him, and he's gotten more and more minutes of this team. Yeah. He and uh, he, he's just... He's an athletic freak. He can, he's got a nice stroke. He's skinnier in hell and needs to put on weight, but... Like he seems like he could be, he, showed he a lot could of be a starting five, and he could do some stuff. He showed a lot of, yeah. I mean, he needs to do that now. Obviously, over a course of a season, but um, showed a lot of flashes uh, of some good stuff, and and yeah, kind of put himself on the map a little bit. But um, he, yeah, he was like impressed. I mean, so that was the first time I had seen Giannis live ever. So I was just kind of drunk focusing him on him yeah yeah i mean it was i mean he that was his worst game like game four was not very good like the bucks not play well uh that was definitely the one like their worst game of the series um but 
so that that part was like kind of tough because they just didn't play well and the Raptors were I mean Demar was Demar after like at that point like going forward was um like a huge impact on that series um, well his his dunk yeah he to kind of hold the run dunks. was it was dirty uh he's uh He's really flip. I flip. He has flipped the script on how I think about him uh, this season. I, I thought, and I still don't think we'll get to this, but I, I don't think the Raptors are going to be able to handle the Cavs. But Demar, Demar's legit. He's he's the real deal. I I really like what he Dude, brings to the yeah. table. Mbaka had a really nice series too. Um, I mean, the Ra- I was really impressed with like a lot of things in the Raptors. That was. Uh, Raptors Bucks was by far my favorite series of the first round. Um, it was super entertaining. Like I thought, every game was was pretty compelling. Um, I'm a thousand percent biased in everything that goes in that rating, but I that had a lot of what you want out of a, a first round matchup. Sure. Um, um, so let's uh, let's hit real quick on the last two East games, and then we've got a little bit of a ranking that we want to throw out there. And then we'll move on to uh, previewing the second round, even though the games started yesterday. But uh, last two series, the Hawks ended up uh, losing gas at the end uh, against the Wizards. Uh, The Wizards finally won the first road game either team had won during the series and beat the Hawks on the road in game six. Um, You know, not a lot to say other than it turns out John, uh, John Wall and Bradley Beal are tough to play against and if you can get a good or if you can get role players to step up and have a decent game it's tough to beat that team yeah uh the hawks just didn't didn't have enough news stories from that john wall really good at basketball and uh dwight howard not happy with his role which i don't blame him i've actually Uh, i liked i liked some stuff but what's he gonna do like uh, yeah, they're gonna hack him. I mean, that's the problem. But what was there that you were like, oh, if they only did this with Dwight, this series is different. Like, well, it's not that, but what you play small with Millsap and I don't know. When Dwight was in there, he he made the pull the pull of Shammer his bitch a lot. Like he was just right. He did they his couldn't. Job, he could. But... He could. Re, he, he got a lot of boards. They didn't really. Yeah, the Wizards did didn't have an job. answer for him. So th- but that's that's the answer to your question though is that he's gonna he's gonna it's not so much defensively but they don't have anyone that can stop him from just literally backing his big ass to the basket and dunking and then get a lot of rebounds i would have liked to see them play him at the five and Millsap at the four even if the wizards were trying to go small and just try to out muscle that team because i don't think they would have had much of an answer for it but having said well, that you can be the one of the like four people that are in dwight howard camp in defending him feels good anyway last game uh, um and then the uh which game am i blanking on here pj oh pacers and Cavs were four close games cat or uh, lebron casually leads a 26 halftime uh deficit victory for the Cavs in game three and then pacers have no match in game four which doesn't seem to be that big of a deal but holy shit i remember i looked at the score at halftime put my phone down just realized that game that series is gonna go five and uh sure enough i look and said fuck no yep that's exactly right but let's uh we pg and i uh 
ranked these first round games just like most entertained least entertaining by no means it's like uh yeah i tried to i don't not don't really have uh a horse in this race so i can say that i'm not that biased although i think pj may have a little bit bias in his but pj give me rank your least favorite to favorite round one series so warriors trailblazers was yeah nothing nothing there uh, Wizards Hawks outside of some John Wall highlights I wasn't really all that engaged with that one some early start times of there too didn't help uh, Clippers Jazz I have as my third um, and it was just you know, when Blake got hurt it, I I mean there were some nice moments in that series but um, wasn't wasn't anything super compelling to me then I had the Bulls and Celtics, uh, which after about game three was less interesting. Uh, if Rondo had been healthy, probably been up there with the probably the one or two. Uh, then I had the somewhat what I thought was going to be the most entertaining, the Rockets and Thunder. Uh, have that at the four spot, though. Um, number three, I had the... the what we just brushed over, but the Cavs Pacers, uh, they that's were, the yeah. one I'm, uh, I'm pretty close with you, but that's the one I really don't. I enjoyed everyone. I mean, just the LeBron performance, uh, to bring them back was, uh, I mean, it's a first round matchup, but for just like individual performances, like of LeBron's career, like that one's up there as far as just a sheer will and just, I'm showing he's still the best damn basketball player in the planet. See, you like, and I, you and I love the shit out of LeBron, and that's why you have that that high, though. Dude, it, was impre- it. it was an impressive playoff moment. No, Every absolutely. Game was close. Every game was close. Yeah, Every- but not. But at any of the games other than the one where they actually came back from 26 in Game Three, were you worried about them losing? No, they were going to win. Even oh, if they yeah. were down two points, you were like, "Oh, yeah, the Cavs got this." Yeah, but I. That's but I why it's interesting. But it's interesting. Like, I mean, yeah, that individual game. Sure, that's gonna. There's a lot of re- bias just because of that one game. But I, at no point did I think. I, I mean, at every point in those that series, I thought there was a chance. I I was like, man, let's see if the, let's see if the Pacers uh, can do something. You know, if CJ Miles makes that shot in Game One, it's a whole different thing. Like that was. Right off the bat, like that was a, a game one and game three. I thought were very good. Um, game four was probably the worst one. Game two was compelling. To, I mean, yeah, I though there was a lot of interesting moments. There was a lot of bad coaching moves and points. Like you could break down a lot of the fourth quarter moments in, in the game. I yeah, I'm standing by it. You're not gonna. All right. Okay. It's not. I'm not gonna try to argue bias. off of this. I think but... there was a lot. There was a lot of fun there. Um, I'm saying usually a sweep. Not I know, but I'm saying, game. yeah, but for a sweep, I was I was pretty impressed with it. Like, it didn't feel like I mean there was a sweep, but it in those games it they were close, and it didn't feel like the Cavs were really dominating the Pacers at any point. Um, number two, didn't think it'd be here, but Spurs Grizz uh, was awesome. That I had a lot of fun out of nowhere with that series so once again take that for data uh and then number one obviously is uh raptors bucks i kind of 
so broke that tease didn't really save that for this but uh the uh beginning of many good things to come i think for the milwaukee bucks and my and the the greek god he's no longer a freak he's a god among mortals Giannis. um it was uh i enjoyed every minute of that that was i got excited like every game i was just like hyped up and it was appointment television for me uh, and that's a thousand percent bias influencing that so well, bias, but you and I talked about that series before it started, and we were both high on the Bucks and thought yeah. that they had a chance. And I'm a little biased, too, because Giannis is just so much more fun to watch than, um, in my opinion, than anyone the Raptors can really bring to the table. Like, I like Kyle, Kyle Lowry. I like Serge Ibaka. DeMar DeRozan is the most exciting player on that team in my mind. But, Giannis um, is the second-best player in the East. It's, I think we've established that now. He's up there. I think in a in a draft, he's taken one or two, which that's a whole another hypothetical I'd like to get with yeah. to you uh, at some point. But here here's how I had him ranked. I had same bottom two as you: Wizards, Hawks, Golden uh, and seven, and Golden State and Blazers series and last. Uh, the night Cavs, Pacers uh, next um, after, and then followed by the Thunder and Rockets series. It's just I've. Other other than the twenty six point comeback, there was just nothing about that series that really jumped out to me. Like uh, they did exactly what they thought they were going to do. They swept them, and there wasn't a lot to it. The twenty the come the comeback was unbelievable. Shout out to LeBron. He did it all on his own. Did it without uh, did it without either of the other two superstars really playing or contributing anything and it, it was amazing and a good thing for his legacy but it just wasn't that entertaining to me um then we had clips jazz the only reason i have that this high is because it went seven and gave us another game to watch on sunday so shout out to you uh chris paul for putting the team on your back on saturday night bull celtics third uh I mean, a lot of a lot of bulls chatter after the first two games, and it was pretty fun to see. Uh, that's for this pod. If uh, I mean, I'm probably happy about it now, but yeah, you'd have had a real cocky PJ on uh, <laughs> after two games. Uh, very mellow in comparison to like what I was after after game two of that thing. I was feeling I, I was feeling myself. I was like, oh my god! I would have. I really, really. Stupid. If there was ever a pod that I wanted to do, I wanted to do it after game two and before Rondo's injury came out. I, I that would have been really nice. But and then last two series: Raptors, Bucks, two, and then Spurs, Memphis, one. Oh, nice! So I flipped those a little bit. I thought uh, I legitimately thought after game four that the Grizzlies could win. Oh wow! Uh, you got some that's in here. You got some dogs. Yeah, jeez. That. that was uh, you know, Kawhi's unbelievable best player in the series, and I think that that's why they ended up. I should have reminded myself that after Game Four, but the way that the way that Conley and Gasol were playing, I thought you know the next after Kawhi, the next two or three best players you could argue are with uh. 
the Grizzlies because honestly right. Zach Randolph was out playing Lamarcus Aldridge too yeah, for a lot of it, which is true. But I think like because of what, I mean, you're absolutely right. But I think like that being the case, it made what Kawhi did like even more impressive. That it was like oh, clearly, unquestionably, clearly him driving. Like you just realize that he just doesn't have anyone close to being like a second like to him right now it's like he is completely driving that whole thing by himself how bummed are you gonna be if Kawhi wins mvp i won't be i you won't be no i i mean if you look at that team yeah i i I could easily yeah you can make that case i just like Kawhi. i think should be defensive player that should kind of be his um I still think season, I still think Draymond should be, but I don't. I mean, yeah, I just I I mean, if you gave him like a a second tier MVP through the defensive player, I'm good with that. But no, I I mean, I think you can make a case. I just don't think in this year, like individual stat wise, he can really you know have much of an argument in it compared to James and Russ. Uh, we, we have to do a pod of our uh, awards picks. Maybe we can do that prior to the. I think it's June twenty sixth that the award show is, yeah. and it's gonna be hard not to factor in some playoff bias in there. But maybe we'll do a pod uh, about our award predictions before that. But let's uh, let's move on to round two predictions here, Peach. Start with the West. Golden State and the Jazz. Uh are playing game one is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I already stated earlier in the pod, I'm thinking this is going to be a five-game series. I I can see the Jazz winning one at home. But do you disagree? Uh, I, ju- uh, I, I just think, I I don't think they have a shot five. in hell. Right. No, they don't. I mean, there would have to be a lot that bounces. I would still argue that it's going to be a, like, Gun to my head, I say that it's a, a sweet another sweep for the Warriors. But um, if you give me like the map of uh, Rudy Gobert just being an imposing force in one game, kind of neutralizing everything they do inside, and you know Utah just shooting out of their world for a, a game, maybe they win one. But see, and I, so the actually not any firepower. Like I just. I think it's you know you'll have some games where there, it's pretty close at half, but then it'll be the Warriors will go on a run. I just like well the third quarter is kind of where they that's been their bread and butter all season and it's kind of been everywhere though. I mean like they didn't necessarily do that against Portland. It was just I mean look at that first quarter that game four like shout out to them like I was, it was like, just right, over. Let's, let's watch this and then it was that first quarter I was like well I'm gonna catch up like an extra couple hours of sleep here. Thanks Warriors like. Blazers, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk again next year. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it's I. There's nothing that the Jazz did against the Clippers where I was like, okay, yeah, you do that against the Warriors, like you can stifle that run. Like they either gotta be able to hang with that run, or you you gotta be able to shoot just as well as them, or you have to be able to like slow it down at some point. And the two teams that might be able to do that are will be. Potentially in the Western Conference Finals, there is nothing in 
this series that I see that being a possibility. And the Jazz, like, I don't want to discredit them that they've been no, a great defensive team this season. They're a good team. We uh, you know, very we, wrong about the Jazz, the two of us. Yeah, I, I really Jazz didn't haters. think – Really did not think they were going to be as good as they've been, and they've been great, especially on the defensive end, and a lot of that is because of Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, you know, he's kind of the X factor for them. I think that if they can get Gordon Hayward open looks and he just plays out of his mind, like this is his coming out party, and Gobert can stay out of foul trouble, create mismatches, force them to play, because uh, – I'm sorry, but JaVale McGee and uh, Zaza, you're just you just you're overmatched in this series. So um, you know they can try to. I, I see the Warriors going small a lot and just seeing what Draymond can do. And I like yeah. Draymond is so good defensively that I think he's gonna they're gonna put the ball in Draymond's hand as the five a lot and have him on the perimeter and. Uh, just trying to get George Hill is a good defensive point guard, but you know it's tough to guard Steph Curry when he can play thirty feet from the hoop. And uh, you know Kevin Durant's going to be rested. I think he's going to be one hundred percent healthy. He's had plenty of time to rest that calf injury. Just Oops. seems like a recipe for disaster for the Jazz. Do you so quick thing as you say that? Um, who do you think needed more of these two teams? Who do you think needed the rest more? The Cavs or the Warriors? As far as just their team, like in their their prospects of winning a championship, I think the Cavs. Yep, I think the Cavs because LeBron could use some rest. I, uh, even though, you, but do you know what? I, so yes, that that is what I think. Yeah. LeBron has never given me any reason to think that he can well, get tired, other than when he cramped up I against know, the Spurs but... a couple of years ago, but. They they need more help. I mean the the Warriors while they've been in this will be the third Real. their third year in a row that they're trying to make the finals. They they're younger. They have more depth. They have more superstars that they can play. They can take Steph off the court. Kevin Durant is about as fresh as you can get. Uh, they just I don't think they needed it that much. Whereas the Cavs have this is their third year in a row. This is LeBron's seven year seventh year in a row. Uh, LeBron's seventh year in a row being in the finals. I mean, the, whatever rest. You, I know he just tried to drink a, a or like he held up a beer. I, I hope it was Angry Orchard. Shout out to Ao, by the way. Ao, our the if if we could get one sponsor, that would be our first sponsor. Ao, I'm not even drinking one right now, and they're doing so well. Sorry, I didn't uh, train of thought. No, you're fine. Um, that was just a very long-winded way of me saying that. Yeah, I think the Cavs could use the break more than the warriors did but what do you so, i'm yeah, assuming change the dynamics agree. of our relationship and how we, our conversations go i'll give the short-ended answer that <laughs> yeah i think the lebron playing the 40 plus minutes that early and that you know often is concerning um so yeah i'm glad they were able to kind of recharge that because yeah i don't really want to mess with like pushing him to the extreme limit um although i don't know what that boundary is it's kind of like you know if you were to say like oh try to find the edge of the earth <laughs> like a flat earth you know yeah no shit <laughs> you, uh, oh Kyrie toy with that yeah no um yeah like I just I mean I know that eventually we'll see it but he's yeah he's a freak like I it's a fun storyline it's a fun like kind of critique and um I just don't 
what I don't want mainly is anything is like for people to talk about it and then keep saying no 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 and then like it's that's not gonna be a factor and then it be a factor in like the finals for like what I'm just I've literally been waiting for eight months to see right like um it'd be literally like equivalent to what your whatever summer blockbuster you'd be looking forward to all year and you're just waiting 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 you go to the premiere and like the film burns up like halfway through and you're just like all right now what do i do right um let's uh let's move on to rockets versus spurs a series yeah. that i'm really excited about it's i think it's gonna be i think it's i think it's gonna go seven uh i think the rockets are gonna win in seven am i right or wrong uh, um, I, <laughs> you can't decide either huh uh, yeah i'm really torn up on this series like i don't really like i don't really personally i would say spurs in seven because i'm just not mentally i'm not strong enough to bet against Kawhi and pop um and there's just something about this houston thing where it's just like it's kind of a little gimmicky, and it just seems like they're exploiting some shit. Just, like, the way they're – I mean, just how they play, and it's just like – I mean, they shoot so many threes, but I just – I if there was a guy that would have, like – you know, I just feel like Pop could be sitting on something. He's just like, oh. Like, he thought about it in, like, in January, and it's like, oh, wait until they see this in March. Like, wait until I break this out. Like, I've got like, – I just – you know what I mean? Like, I just – I, I don't want to be the one that gets caught with my pants, you know, down. I guess, like, man. I just I don't know what that could possibly be. I don't they either. Have, but there's that's, they have, that's why we're not coaching the Spurs. They have a lot of old five vets. Champions. They have a lot of old vets. Well, They've got okay. a few young rotational guys. Yeah. They've got Kawhi. And then they've got uh, some older superstars that but, are past okay. their prime. So here's my primary example: is like, I just think about in the finals when they were in the, against the Cavs. Like, first off, like the 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 factor that Boris Diaw became at one point in you know those series. Like all of a sudden, Boris Diaw was unstoppable. Um, you look at even. I mean, that was my primary... I was going to say the Danny Green shooting, too, at one point. But, like, that was just kind of just a man playing outside of who he was. But, no, like, the Boris Diaz thing, like, in that series, would you have ever said, like, oh, yeah, Boris Diaz is going to be a big factor in the NBA Finals? Like, he, like, changed, like, the entire thing the Heat were doing in that. So, I mean, like, uh, that's where I'm still... that Like, it's like, kind of stuff like that, just muscle memory. I'm like, oh, Pop's going to figure out something. Or, like... You know they'll they'll find a way to maybe throw off the ability of the the Rockets to get their shot. Um, right, but my concern know. is not on the offensive end for the Spurs. I think they'll be able to get some buckets. Like Powell and Lamarcus, I think will have more success scoring the basketball yeah. in this series than they did against Memphis. It's no surprise that the Rockets' defense is nowhere near what the Grizzlies are capable of. But the Rockets offense is a lot more potent. And if James, like the big question is like what James, how healthy is he? And exactly. Yeah. If you stick Kawhi on him for the last couple minutes, what happens? And you know, the big game, the big kind of put Kawhi on more people's radar for MVP was when they uh, beat 
the Rockets in San Antonio where Kawhi had a big three and a block on James Harden to end the game and the Spurs win. You know, that could happen. And the other thing with the Rockets is is that I think they're going to have to have a game or two where they just really shoot lights out, like hit 18 23s uh, to beat the Spurs, and they're capable of doing it. Yeah. Uh, but if, if James is not at least at 90%, they probably won't win. Because right. it, it, by all accounts, it appears that Kawhi is at 100%. And if he, even if they're both at 100%, you could argue that he's the best player, on, yeah. if you, especially if you factor in both ends of the court. But uh, if James is close to 100%, they can do some things. And I think that they win the series just because they have so much firepower. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not maybe I'm not strong-willed enough, or I just have too much muscle memory. I'll, I'll believe it when I see Pop. Like, I mean, if they shoot the Spurs out the entire series, like, okay, uh, I'm willing to be wrong on that. But All right. I kind of, I'm going to trust Pop and Kawhi on this. But so I think let's it move. does go seven. I hope so. I, it'd be great if we get a seven-game series or two. Yeah. And uh, we're, so it, it's looking like um, the Cavs have a really good chance of pulling it out tonight. They're up. About 20 points going to the fourth quarter against the Raptors here. Quite the second half here for them. The Wizards lost the Celtics. After starting out the game on 16 nothing run, uh, they ended up losing the game yesterday by, I believe, 12 points to the Celtics and are down 0-1 in that series. I think, I think, yeah. this, I think the Wizards are going to come back and they're going to win that series. I think they're going to win Ooh, it in seven. Okay. Uh, I think if... Uh, Markeith is back. That's gonna. I think that's why they lost the game yesterday. I think that's why that they lost be. the big lead. Um, they had to give Jason Smith way too many minutes. Yeah. And um, while he, while Markeith hasn't had a great playoff so far, uh, he can still stretch the floor. He plays much better defense. And I think that 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 was a, a big factor yesterday. And I just don't I don't see the Celtics shooting fifty percent and hitting almost twenty threes like they did yesterday. I just don't see but it happening. But they've been, dude. They've been str- I mean, the one thing I'd say about that Bulls thing that helped them is like they were down, and it's like people kind of just started discrediting them. And I think they kind of maybe helped them relax a little bit. Because um, I mean, but for the last four games of that series, they were stroking. Uh, that's what I'd be doing. Um, and they, <laughs> I'm uh, stroking, dude. Shout out Clarence Cotta. Um but yeah, man. I like. I think it kind of helped them like get, you know, get their toes wet and get back to what they do. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, but I do think they're gonna have to shoot a really high percentage to beat the Wizards. Like that's, I think, their best chance. So, um, but you know, be if you ask me once again, if we've done this. Uh, one, I would have thought the Bulls would be playing them. Uh, we done this a week ago or so, but um, yeah, how the Celtics played in those first two games, I would say the Wizards were definitely going to be there. But I mean, I could, I think it goes possibly. I think it goes seven, maybe six. I think Boston can do it. I mean, Al Horford played really well. I mean, Al Horford. I mean, Al Al, 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 Al Horford like, balled out. A lot of people balled out yesterday for them, though. Is my yeah. thing is. Al Horford had a monster game, like twenty ten and nine. But I think he can do that again. I think he can. Like there was, an, I thought. Maybe I'm just. I have a small brain, but I thought he hasn't been he scoring at that. that. He hasn't been scoring like that though. 
Yeah, but he was actually rebound. I mean, like he was getting rebounds again. I mean, this is exactly why I think with Markeith, Yeah, I, yeah. Like I, he I, can I, he can play more minutes guarding Al. Yeah, and he's gonna be more problematic than Jason Smith on him. Like that's 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 fair. But and the other thing too is like as good as John Wall yes as good as John Wall was yesterday, he didn't shoot the ball very well. He can shoot the ball better yeah. than that. Uh, and if Bradley Beal has some good games, like they're t- and they're a different team at home. I mean, he's the the Wizards are they are going to be really tough at home if they can get a W in Boston in their next game. I think they're setting themselves up really well to make a run at winning this in, in seven games. But uh, I want maybe I'm not giving. Though. This is the like, one thing. I, well, me too. I mean, this is a great series. Like I, I really want to see wanted. it. This is what I like. We were talking about this couple months like this we got our eastern conference font like semis how we wanted them exactly how we wanted them i know but I, like these I want teams this. got this bad blood go it's uh it's awesome you don't see seven. this you don't see these kinds of things anymore i hope it just this gets is, chippier and chippier this is gonna be like a bulls bulls knicks even like some of the bulls uh heat that won't there's like a bulls heat series in there uh in the 90s like there's some like just kind of actual hey like even the Pacers too, like just like f each other. Like they don't give it. They hate each other. I don't want to. Yeah, Isaiah's lost a tooth. He's already. We already got one tooth out of knocked out in this series. So let's keep it going. Yeah, that was wild too. But uh, and that's the other thing is that I I think they were able to. They didn't exploit it that well. Like they hid Isaiah a lot yesterday um, on Otto Porter, and he shot pretty well. Uh, and then he had a lot of minutes on Kelly Oubre when he was in the game, and he even had a pretty good game off the bench, but uh, they were just scoring. like The Celtics were just scoring like crazy uh, in transition and hitting a ton of threes yesterday, so it ultimately didn't matter. If they're not shooting the ball that great, the Wizards can exploit that matchup whenever they want to. Uh, so... I, just, I don't know. I, I've, I've, put, I've had stake in the Wizards since... The beginning of this season, so I can't say there's not bias there. I really like John Wall; he's one of my favorite players. Um, I, I'd like to see. I'd, li- I'd also like to see. I think the Celtics just get their ass handed to them by the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals, but I think the Wizards could make it interesting. I really do. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Um, but let's. I'd rather, uh, I'd rather be Wizards, uh, Cavs. All right, well, we'll jump on this. Let's just ride this. Let's just ride this Wizards train as long as yeah. we can. Then um, let's move on to our in and outs, PJ. Uh, I think last time you went first, so I'll, I'll give mine. And I think that you're gonna feel differently. Well, I think you'll feel differently, and probably the same for my in and outs, or like depending on which one we're talking about. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm calling in on this. the NFL draft, and specifically yeah. the first round. Uh, because of a lot of trades and, uh, you know, I, like, I follow the NFL pretty closely. Um, not nearly as, as closely as the NBA, but I follow pretty closely and I, preface, uh, so no one thinks you're too distracted. Oh, Give sure. Listeners what uh, want. I just play some fantasy football. I still got some stuff going on, yeah, but, um, they, uh, the big thing that in the first round is like, it's not it's very practical like when you think of fantasy it's just like all right quarterback running backs like all the position players but when you actually watch the draft sometimes it's like this offensive lineman that i hadn't heard about until i watched nfl combine like two weeks ago 
And so it's just not as exciting. But this year is like almost every pick in the in the first twelve picks were uh, were quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, with the exception of the first round, the first overall pick, which is Miles Garrett, and he's this pass rushing that is like an Adonis, like an unbelievable, like fun to watch, you know, impactful defensive player. So it's just like tons of trades. Sexy picks left and right. People trading up. Deshaun Watson going. Uh, Chiefs trading up. Like good teams trading up to take quarterbacks. It was just, you Bad know, some ignorant stuff. Yeah, you know, I'm a Dolphins fan, so I'm just I'm expecting them to do some really ignorant shit, and it never came, which was great. It's a uh, change up for me, and I don't think you can really say the same thing uh, for the Bears, unfortunately. But then getting my out though is that the downfall of all this was. One of my favorite pastimes every year I look forward to is watching the draft and just seeing the Browns self-combust and do stupid stuff and make terrible picks. And, you know, it, it, it's, you know, some comedic relief into an otherwise serious uh, television event. And uh, this year they, they, at least in my opinion, very practical. They did what they thought what they probably very should have done. Draft. They improved their team, and it's just – it's too bad. I would have liked to have had a team to make fun of, and uh, I guess I I still have one. I think the the Bears said, don't worry, we'll give you the stupid. Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty calm on that, though, now. I mean, you know, it's not my job. It's it's on Ryan Pace. If he's he's good with what he did, good on him, but – it's pretty frustrating that they gave just gave away picks or something. I think they could have gone at three, and essentially have twice now this off season uh, negotiated against themselves when it comes to acquiring a person that plays the quarterback position. Hey, I uh, I was as dumbfounded as you were, my friend, but uh, we I don't have to was. talk about that if you don't want. No, I'm gonna save my enrage for my out. Which okay. I'll start with now because I want to end on a happy note. So my out is, um, and if you're one of these people, don't talk to me ever again. Um, it's to all the Bulls fans that uh, essentially that that go to the games, and these people I'll describe quickly are the ones that during the regular season would chant Jimmy Butler MVP. Are people that um, enjoy the when the Bulls score over 100 points, getting their Big Macs. Um, I just call him maybe the average stupid fan of the Bulls. I don't know what it is, but um, you came at my boy, and now we're gonna have words. Uh, the people that were booing and doing the chance of fire Fred Hoiberg in that playoff series. First off, if you're too dumb to not understand the context of like where the Bulls are after a franchise, and then like take that series and have it be something separate, like that's bad on you like you're just a stupid basketball fan um because like yeah what that series was and then what it means to everything else like the bulls were still the ac like they shouldn't have won yeah they won the two games like they ended up losing rondo got hurt they couldn't put something together um but once again i'd like to say um look at this point like look at what he's been given he was asked to basically make the playoffs but also develop young talent but that quote-unquote young talent isn't talented they're half of them are bums um so thank you Dwayne wade for defending my boy fred on the 
post interviews the next day. But um, yeah, the people that were chanting that, like, you're stupid, and I would like to tell you that to your face if you want me to. Um, because <laughs> yeah, it just like it makes no sense. Like it was just like such a stupid like meatballish thing to do. Um, for Chicago sports fans, like, yeah, fire Fred because yeah, he was the singular reason they didn't beat the Celtics. Like, no, Rondo got hurt. He was the one competent NBA point guard that they had on their team. The one NBA point guard they had on their team. And they tried to do some other stuff, and he basically tried to rely on Dwayne Wade and Jimmy to be able to win them a couple games, and they couldn't. Celtics shot really well, got in their groove, but, like, you can make arguments why Fred could get fired, but, like, that playoff series wouldn't be that. So, um, and I believe the people that chant, MVP from Jimmy Butler all year are the same people that were chanting, you know, fire Fred. So I've, I've segmented out that portion of Bulls Nation uh, and just going to send a bunch of hate arrows their way. Um, but like I said, I want to end on something happy. And this is something that I wish we could have been talking about sooner. Um, but um, Z Dog. My man Z Dog, who's an avid jazz fan, uh, if you want to, you may have seen this, um, but Z Dog came out with some a fire rap uh, about the jazz, and uh, basically said that the Warriors or the Clippers are back because they smell like weed. Um, but I've been following this kid on Twitter, and he just tweets all about the jazz, and he's just like, Warriors can drop dead. Uh, he can he goes uh to this morning uh he was like uh i'm scared to kiss a girl on the lips <laughs> and then he tweeted i will be at a fashion place today come say hi um puts a ton of videos like uh, fire fire you gotta go follow z-dog i only want the jazz to win a game just so i can see what z-dog responds with on the warriors um is this the, the same? Is this the same guy that said he was Eminem? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that I, I don't know if he said he was Eminem, but yeah, he tweeting those. He like had that rap video. It's like about the jazz and, um, yeah. This is the best jazz fan. Like this is the number one jazz fan. Oh God! Well, I I can't say that I know too much about this guy, but I have his Twitter Look pulled up now, and I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna oh wow. He is something else. He's he's awesome. Did you find out? How did you hear about this guy? Because of that video. I saw the video like pop up um, of his like rap. It was basically his jazz hype rap before the series. And then uh, I, start, I immediately followed him on Twitter. And he's awesome. Well, I will, uh, I will make it some homework to report back on uh on z dog next pot next yeah, pot. we'll talk more about him um Don't i'm worry. also this thinking the last time you'll hear about z dog i'm also thinking that we should probably add a take that for data segment it seems only right um in fact i may use that as a counter russell westbrook for mvp argument but oh, we'll fuck. have to wait and see uh, but let's uh, we should probably close up shop pj we'll definitely be doing a podcast either towards the town this week or in the very near future, definitely now two weeks, especially now that the playoffs are, are going. But 
excited for the next uh, couple games here and for all the series to get started. Please check uh, us out at thepointforwardnba.com, uh, Twitter at thepointforward, or my uh, or PJ Twitter handles at ultrajacobs or at foolishkilla. Um, check us out on Facebook and please uh, leave us a review on Stitcher or iTunes uh, if you like what we're doing. But um, Peach, as always, had fun. Look forward to doing another one of these. And uh, hey, it, it's uh, it's still feeling really good. We gotta relish these uh, these playoff games while we still got them. Um, but let's uh, let's close up shop, and we'll talk to you guys soon.